Welcome to the Everyday Vacation Podcast. My name is MJ Gordon, minimalist entrepreneur and lifestyle coach, and I'll be sharing with you resources, people, and messages to help you create more balance and energy so you can live life on your terms. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's get the vacation vibes rolling. Welcome everybody. Today I'm honored to introduce some friends of mine. Married for 30 years and in business together for 28, Richard and Laura Bainey are the leading experts on couplepreneurship. They've started and grown multiple seven-figure businesses, launched two podcasts, and coached hundreds of couple-run businesses on intentional entrepreneurship. What I love about Richard and Laura is the rock-solid love and energy they bring to the table as people and as partners. Whether or not you run a business with a loved one, having a partnership with someone in any shape or form requires deep trust and a firm foundation. Despite the challenges partnerships can create, Richard and Laura's marriage is better than ever and they're ready to help other couplepreneurs and partners do the same. Welcome, Richard and Laura. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm just like buzzing with all the cool conversations we're about to have. Thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thanks, MJ. Thanks, thanks, MJ. We've been looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are just such powerhouses in business as a couple. I mean, I know you personally, so I can speak from firsthand experience of just the awesome energy that you guys have. But one of the first questions that I had in my mind when it came to your business in couplepreneur was what are couplepreneurs actually defined as? Sure. What would that be? Sure. Uh, and I'll take that, I guess. Go couple for it, preneur- <laughs> Couplepreneurs, two words together, obviously couple and preneur um, or entrepreneur. So combine that and make couplepreneur. So a couplepreneur is a husband and wife that own or operate their own business together. Simple as that. Super simple. Mm -hmm. So it's like me and my husband, right? Exactly right. Right on. Would we be considered a couplepreneur if technically I'm like the face of the brand and it's my business, but he's doing back end work? He's helping with clients. Definitely. Do you constantly talk about your business and um, and just that's a big part of your lives, right? I'm I'm assuming, right? So yeah, Yeah. definitely a couplepreneur. Yep. Awesome. So what are the challenges that most couplepreneurs are facing? I mean, I know we have our own set. So I'm curious to hear what you guys see on your end. Just see if you're normal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or worse than right. normal. Right. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. Well, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, we look at, um, you know, just marriage, marriage in general. We, we know that what 40 to 50 percent of marriages fail in the divorce. And then um, we, we take a look at the stats just in business that 95% of all businesses fail within the first three to five years. So already, you know, um, you know, those things separately by themselves are very difficult. Okay. And very challenging. Now we throw that we're, you know, in the mix that we're married and we're running a business together (laughs) and, you know, crisis, you know, it's a hot mess. You know, it, it creates a lot of chaos, right? I think what we find is it's extremely important to, um, as soon as you can, to define the roles. Um, mm. Not only the roles in the business, which is extremely important, but, but even the roles in the home. You know, the traditional roles kind of go out the window. Mm. You know, true, you know for, for example, you know, Laura and I are in business together, running a couple businesses together. And, and so as a guy... You know, I can't go home with, well, I can, <laughs> but it doesn't make for a happy home. Um, you know, I go home and I just plop down on the couch and start watching, you know, the sports channel or the news or something like that um, and, and leave Laura to, you know, uh, make, make dinner for the kids and, and those kinds of things. Um, she's just as tired as I am. 
she's been working in the business, you know, as much as I am, uh, as, as I have. So it's, it, you know, especially in, in the home environment, it's defining those roles, roles as well mm-hmm. of, you know, right. who's doing what, when, and, and, and being open to, to move when you have to, mm-hmm. and who's working with the kids on what, and exactly. those kinds of things. Yes. And in the business too, defining the roles, um, in the business, who, who's over what, because if, if you don't define those roles, then you, when things overlap, there's going to be conflict. So yeah. really from the beginning, you need to establish who's going to have the final say, so say, so over whatever area of the business, whether it be the marketing, whether it be the employees, whether it be legal, whatever it is, who has the final say, so now, of course, you're going to come together and have mm-hmm. discussions about it. But if there is a difference of opinion, then one of you has to make the decision. So okay. making, making that up, those decisions and, and just defining those roles up front. Um, really save a lot of a lot of headache. So yeah, I mean, I would imagine that when you have two people who are trying to manage so many things, they kind of not only bleed into each other, but you can spend a lot of excess energy and stress and things that actually slow down your progress in both your personal and business life if you don't get these things managed. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how How would you say that you would separate like you know because a lot of people are working from home. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So how how do couplepreneurs master this art of balancing work life when it's so <laughs> intermingled? And, sure. you know, you guys are so intermingled. Like you're talking about somebody has to make this final decision. Mm. How do you maintain that, like honor that? You know, I'm sure mm. there's I can just see all the things in my past. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it was easy. Definitely not easy. Um, and one thing that we always say with work-life balance, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as balance. There's, there's just, there just isn't. Um, there's times in your, your family or your marriage that it, you, it demands more attention. It just does, whether it's young kids or illness, whatever it might be. There's times in your business where you may have to give 80, 90% of you to the business because some big project is coming up or you just launched or, or whatever it might be. So that, that's the thing that we really like to kind of come against is, saying that there is no such thing as work-life balance where it's perfect. If you're a couplepreneur um, and you own a business together, run a business together, your lives are um, intertwined in more than just a marriage. So you you do talk about business at home. You, you can't help it. We talk about our business, two businesses, all the time. But we, we also enjoy it because it's it, we have a passion for what we're doing. We have a passion for the people that we serve, the people that we're working with. Um, and so it isn't where we say at five o'clock, okay, no more business. Now let's just talk about us or the kids or our friends or our church or whatever it might be. No, it just, it, it bleeds over and that's okay to us. It makes us closer, mm-hmm. um, especially when being couplepreneurs and if you guys um, you know do work from home or wherever, your lives are, um, you, sh- you have shared days. Now, instead of one person goes off to their office, the other person goes off to their office, you share your, your daily life you experience together. And that's what I think is really drawn us even closer together. And that's what we find with our clients as well. They love being together yeah. and sharing their experience instead of coming home at the end of the day and say, hi, honey, how was your day? And you can tell right. them, but they didn't experience it with you. Right. So. We say, you know, it's really um, evolves into true intimacy, mm. you know. Um, and it's really, you know, it's really pretty a cool thing, you know, on a practical side, you know, how that looks like, um, is, you know, you're working at home and you get a call from the school that, you know, that, uh, Sally or Johnny, little Sally or little Johnny is sick, 
you know, and it's like who goes goes picks up, you know, little Johnny, a little Sally, right? Yeah. Well, that that's what's just being in tune with one another. Who's both both of what you're doing is extremely important, but what's priority at the time? Mm-hmm. So here's where we go back to you know classical roles. Um, you know, you know, it may at another time it may have been. Um, you know, mom that would go pick up little Sally, but mom's, you know, knee deep in, you know, working on a new contract or something like that, that has to go out now, you know, so that's the priority. So dad goes and picks up little, you know, little Sally at this time. So it's just being, um, you know, the give and take in, Mm -hmm. in understanding, um, both of you, you know, what's, what, what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I noticed like in our relationship, one of the things that we have struggled with over the years is just this constant focus on getting stuff done, working in that, you know, kind of trying to balance and work as a team. So it's it's almost like if you're in a game, somebody's always got the ball and we're always looking to like dribble pass and score a goal. But then we almost forget, you know, to take a break have fun together. It's, you know, things start getting kind of redundant. You're in this routine and then, and you're almost just kind of like business partners and you're not, you know, couple anymore. So how would you, you know, strike a balance between that and maintain that lively? I mean, you guys are really great at this, by the way, I've seen it. You guys have so much fun. You enjoy being together. Your vibe is awesome. But how do you do that when you're sure? Yeah. Well, and and we didn't in the beginning. We did. Right. We were not good at that in the beginning <laughs> at all. Right. We've been married almost thirty years. Right. Almost thirty years and been in, in business together. Um, almost twenty eight years together. Um, and at year three of our marriage, we were separated for a period of time because we the stress of the business and the kids and all the things really um, took a toll on us. And we fought all the time. Yeah, you get overwhelmed by those things, and then that causes division. Right, yeah. just what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so how do you not become divided? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's being intentional and that's the key thing, mm-hmm. being intentional, coming off and just realizing I'm not, we're not just mommy and daddy. We're not just business partners. Mm-hmm. We're boyfriend and girlfriend first. Mm-hmm. So we made, it is that silly or that yeah. simple. It's, it's reconnecting with that, that boyfriend and girlfriend that, um, you know, that, uh, that magic. Okay. You got to be intentional. That magic just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's not just a thing that falls on you. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you got, you got to go after it. Okay. So you got to be intentional about that. And, you know, we call it, you know, I like the word Twitter pated, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta focus on, on those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So date night is a huge deal mm-hmm. is a date so night. It's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes, that's once we institute, a date night and we instituted a date night coming out of our separation and at that time we didn't feel much like dating yeah. <laughs> you know there wasn't any magic there yeah right it's like how uh, <laughs> in fact we know it works because we came through that period of time where we hated one another we literally hated one another want to use that that's a strong word we hated one another there was no attraction none of it just because we, we died we just been overwhelmed divided mm-hmm. um and angry and all those all those kinds of things um, and so, but by being intentional, you find those feelings again. Yeah. Um, so if you're that bad, but just, just through not losing it, just touching base like that and having that date night, a weekly date night, and it's in stone. It's, it's the most important meeting that you have mm. that week. Yeah. And I'll talk, I'll talk to the guys, guys, it's the most important meeting that you have that, 
that week mm-hmm. where you pursue your wife. Okay. And it doesn't always yeah. have to be date night. It can be date day. It just depends right. on yeah. what stage of life you're in. Sometimes if you've got little kids or the kids are at school, so it just makes sense to have a date lunch once a week, whatever it is, it, it really is in stone. And just like anything, if you're going to be good at it or successful, you have to be intentional. Yeah. If you want to get healthy, um, you can't just think about, well, every now and then I may go work out and whatever. Right. No, you, you have to be intentional about setting your alarm clock early in the morning, about making sure that you, you've got workout clothes, of driving to the gym, whatever it is, you're intentional about it. It's the same with your marriage. But for some reason, you know, we're certainly intentional in the beginning of our relationship. But as we, you know, as the years go by, you just, we, we get complacent and we're not intentional. Um, and that's, that's why a lot of marriages sadly end in divorce. And it is sad because I think that you have two powerhouses, right? Typically to be a couplepreneur, you have two people who are independently very driven on their own. And then those start mm-hmm. to clash because things aren't lining up and the experience, it's really just the experience, right? Like the experience is like all this friction. It's not that yes. there is really a broken marriage or anything. It's just that that positive, intentional friendship is not there. And so it's very right. easy to unhinge. Um, right. I love what you say about that. So I appreciate that. It's got to be the most important meeting of your week. Um, Absolutely. And I think I think the cool thing is when most couplepreneurs come together, they have a vision, right, for their life and, and what it is mm-hmm. they're doing, their passion and their goals. But, mm-hmm. you know, what's the best thing that they can do to actually live that life? Because business can really just absorb you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, how do, yeah, how you make that translate that to the end mm-hmm. result. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's being intentional. It's the the key thing is being intentional Mm -hmm. and making, um, making this the priority. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your marriage first. Your marriage first. Mm -hmm. All right. Not, it's not the business first. It's not the kids. Okay. I may take some hits on that. Mm -hmm. All right. The kids, the kids aren't first. The kids are not first. In fact, the kids would be great. They're great if they see mom and dad great. Mm -hmm. All right. They see dad chasing mom around the kitchen. All right. (laughs) In a good way. Okay. That that, that provides, that provides security. Okay. All right. And, and even seeing mom and dad work out the arguments, Mm -hmm. it's okay to argue in front of the kids. All right. But to see you work it out, that means, Oh, we can have differences in the world. And, uh, you know, we can come out, you know, together and, all be, right? resolved. and be resolved. Right? Yeah, and we hear all the time from you know, some of our clients, they'll say, well, we haven't taken a vacation together since, right. you know, whatever, yeah. five years ago when, when the baby was born. And we're like, oh, no way. Yeah. Or they haven't even gone even an overnight or something because typically it's the mom feels guilty about leaving the child. Yeah. Um, and we really work with our clients on that because, um, you have, you have to take the time to be together. You are not mommy and daddy first. Like Richard said, you're not mommy and daddy first. You are husband and wife first. Um, and so you do have to become, um, not selfish with your time, but, um, gosh, putting the kids second so that the kids do see mom and dad go away. And you know what? Normally you take the kids to grandma and grandpa during those times and the kids are spoiled. Right. <laughs> grandma and grandma get some great time, right? You go away, you get refreshed and you come back and your kids see that and, and, what you want to represent to your kids or show your kids is a strong, secure, solid marriage, a mom and dad that just love each other and that they put their relationship first and you're training your children on what marriage should look mm. like. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that your air mask on first, right? Like you can't be yes. a mom and dad if you're not taking care <laughs> of yourselves. Great yes. analogy. Oh, great. We're going to write that one down. Yeah, I'm going to hack that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's really easy to feel guilty. And I think one of the things that we also do and feel guilty about 
is like going out and having friends outside of the family together. Mm. Uh, you know, and we, we starve for kind of what we call community, right? Like, of course, like mm. we are our own little community here. Um, mm. But me and my husband, when we do go out and make friends, we kind of do it separately. You know, so I'll go out with my mm. sister-in-law, he'll go out with my brother-in-law, and we kind of do our things like guy versus girl things. But it's so rare that it's just me and my husband oh. going out and making I mean, aside from like when we go to Nashville or whatever, like <laughs> that's like our vacation. But um, I mean, do you guys have something specific in terms of not being so isolated as a couple at home every single day and having a social life? Mm. Well, I, as far as the social life, I'm going to jump in on that. I don't, it's, we don't recommend, or at least in our experience, it's not best to have separate friends. And on the, on the guy side, um, uh, on, on ladies, it can be a little different. We are different. Yeah. But because with, ladies are, are, are more relational. Are more relational, more you know, social. Right. right. Mm-hmm. With the guys, it's look, your buddy, you, you know, it's, it's time to get rid of the boyfriends. You don't need boyfriends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're grown up. Okay. And your friend is, is now your wife. Um, and so we really don't recommend, it doesn't mean you don't have friendships or have, a, you know, we have small groups with guys and that kind of stuff, but I'm not going out and playing golf with guys. Oh, no. And having in separate time with guys, okay. um, no, that's that's not a, that's not a healthy situation. Um, with, with friends that we have are as couples, okay. Mm. And so the time we're spending with couples, um, that, and typically couples that own business together, couplepreneurs, because they understand right. us, right? And, right? and MJ, you, you and your husband, I'm sure you know, being a couplepreneur, you can be around other couples that aren't mm-hmm. couplepreneurs, and they don't get yes. you, Definitely. right? They're just like, okay, well payroll I don't okay we'll just make payroll yeah. what what's the big deal or you know whatever it might be um couple someone that's not a couple of it's very hard for them to understand all the things that a couple printer goes through and you know at, at night you know going to bed and talk still talking about oh did you remember to pay such and such bill or did you you know remember to call such and such customer I mean that's yeah. that's what a couple printer's life um is like most of the time so we're really pretty selfish with our time. <laughs> we really are. Uh, we really, I mean, and, and protective. A better way is, is protective of the time. And the times that we spend with other couples, again, are other couples who are in business together uh, because there's an understanding there and, and there's, there's there's a support. Right? Yeah. You don't hear a lot from them. Why don't you just get a real job? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's, it's, right. There's so much, um, so much that mingles between business and personal life. I completely understand what you say. It's, it's even the simple things. It's not not that non-couplepreneurs are bad folks or anything like that. It's just, of course it's not. tough no. to just have conversations where you feel like you can input any sort of value or re- receive any kind of understanding because there's just such a disconnect with the way that the lifestyles are. And so that's really interesting. Right. I have to marinate on that a little mm-hmm. bit more because there was a part of me that mm-hmm. was feeling like, man, we're not doing a good job, not like cultivating friendships outside of our relationship in terms of like separately from one another. And I thought that was super important to do. So, well, you know what, when, when we get married, most of the time we get married at a church and the, the um, pastor you know goes through the different you know, you know scriptures and, and all that. And one is um, a man shall leave his mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no longer two people. There's, there's one. That's how marriage is supposed, is supposed to be. That's how God designed it. Marriage is one. Now, all, all that to say, th- of course, there's going to be times where um, you know, Richard will go out and, or see you know a brother-in-law or he does have a best friend. Um, but 
99% of the time, we really are right. intentional about um, being with other couplepreneurs and and our time. But as couplepreneurs, we're busy, yeah. right? And MJ, you know, I mean, you you yeah. are busy, so your time is mm-hmm. valuable. Um, and and we like to cultivate relationships together right. um, with with other couplepreneurs or you know, small group at church, those types of things. So, so if I could ask, you know, um, what if say one of you need some outs- like external feedback? Who do you talk to, go to? Like, I, you know, like men and women, we, we communicate differently. And sometimes, you know, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate when my husband can go and speak to his brother or whatever and get like the man, whatever kind of brainwave that they can connect on and then come back and be able to speak to me a little bit more clearly. Like, do you guys have some sort of outsource like that? Or do you bring everything first and foremost to each other? Well, it normally is first and foremost to each other. I mean, we've been, again, been married an awfully long time um, and we, we are best friends. We, we literally are mm-hmm. one. We, we are, we're one person. And so most of the time we don't even have to say exactly what we're thinking. The other one already knows yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but from an, for outside, if we really do need to speak to someone, we speak to our best friends who happen to be husband and okay, wife. They're not couple couplepreneurs, um, but they're husband and wife that got we've it. been friends with for 20 plus years. Yeah. I mean, a long, long time. They, so there's a trust there. Right. right. They know us deeply, intimately, and they're the people that, that we trust more than anything. So if we really need someone to speak into our lives um, or, or get some advice on a certain area, um, at least from a personal standpoint, these are the people we can go to. Yeah, I know, I know socially in our society, you know, it is where, you know, men are you're with your buddies and the girls, you know, empowered and you do with the girls. But, you know, with a marriage, the most powerful thing, the most powerful voice that can speak into my life on this planet is my wife. And if more guys would listen to their wives, <laughs> I mean, um, it, it would be a lot. And I don't necessarily like everything she has to say, um, but that's the only voice that I really need to listen to on this planet. Everyone else can go in one ear and out the other. Um, but this is the voice that I listen to again. I don't always like what she has to say, but that's the true intimacy. We know each other so well. I have no secrets. There are no secrets here. She knows. She knows my deep, dark, bad boy side. Okay. And she can recognize when it's coming out. And so when it's happening, she speaks into my life in a very loving, caring way. Um, I didn't in the beginning. In the beginning, (laughs) she didn't speak it in a very loving, caring way. And that's where, that's where, you know, some things happen. Also, I wasn't receiving of that. Okay, a marriage is truly coming together, a biblical marriage, not not, uh, you know, social marriage or whatever. But a biblical marriage is a man and a woman coming together. And it truly is one being one flesh. And not, we're not just talking sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about one being. Okay, which truly does become a superpower. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so much out there trying to divide marriages, because you two together are unbeatable. You're, you're a superpower. I feel like there's a lot of um, like from here to here, like this, this conceptually is like a huge leap, right? Because I, I hear things that other people listening or watching may not hear, which is you didn't speak that way before you listening to her voice. But I don't think it's about Laura's the boss of you. And it's just, you know, egoically, whatever she wants. I know, you know, me and my husband, our relationship really started to change when I started understanding more of what he meant and vice versa. 
right? And, and but right like, on. how do you get from that point where you've got this couple who's completely burnt out and running in circles and stuck where they're at, and not really getting along, and, and worried that their relationship, their business, everything's going to fail? To okay, like we're not only open, but that trust, that bond is there enough to be able to let the guard down and say, okay, let me really hear you and trust what your intentions are, and like to become that powerhouse that you guys are. That's, I mean, for us, it was. It was not a easy process. It was like, I wish, I don't wish that process on anybody. <laughs> you are right Us too. Us too. <laughs> exactly the same. Well, like if we could give that out to people, like what, what would it, where, how do we flip that switch? You know? I, well, it's because it, it, first of all, love is a choice. Okay. Love is not something that you, we fall into or falls mm. on us. Okay, when we first meet, that that's that uh, you know the Twitter pated you know in fact infatuation, which is which is a key. I mean, it helped to kind of get you connected. But you know, if that's just glitter that, that's happening, that's not love. Love is a choice, and, and so love is um, me saying that that I commit to this person, and that she can speak into my life, and I'll be there. OK, that also takes time. You know, we're also a society where we just ordered something from Amazon and got here the same day. You know, well, I mean, it, we're, we're, I mean, everything happens right now. That kind of love doesn't, to, you know, that deep love, that true, deep love, that true intimacy, which we all seek. We want to know that, some, that someone just accepts me for who I am. And and uh, we, we all want that we all want that connection. But that happens over time. It doesn't happen right now and, you know, over some glitter, you know, falling on you. It, it takes time and going to and having these conversations and having Laura was there, um, you know, when we in our case, Laura left me and we were separated. But she came back. She made a choice, even though she didn't feel like it, no. I did not. made a choice to say, I commit to this man and this family, and I will be there. And she's been there and been there and been there. And coming out of that now, where we are now 30 years, it's when we say it, it can be hot, sexy, passionate, secure, mm -hmm. um, exciting, adventurous, that comes from all those fights, even within the business, all the struggles within the business. I mean, we've been, we've been successful and we failed. I mean, we've lost two businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that and everything that that involves, you know. Um, and so her being side by side and us, you know, fighting this fight together, man, there's, there's nothing sexier than that. Right. After you look back. Right. <laughs> In the moment, not so much. Right. right. Um, and part of it was, you know, the, the reason I came back, um, there, there was no romantic reasons at all. It's, yeah. I, I purposed that. I'm going to do everything I can to, to save the marriage. And um, I did not want to get a divorce. I've been divorced before. Um, I had a son from a previous marriage, which Richard um, had uh, had adopted as well. Um, and but I, I purposed in my heart, I am not getting divorced again. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we did, um, of course, date night, we had marriage counseling, which we desperately needed. I thought he needed it way more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Um, which, that wasn't true. <laughs> which is tough for type A personalities who yes. can work on things on their own. Right. It's tough to be that vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, we got marriage counseling for a while. And then also we re rededicated our lives to Christ. We had both grown up... Um, Christian, right? But we certainly weren't living as godly husband and wife. So 
um, we, we both decided we're going to rededicate our lives to Christ, get baptized and put Jesus the center of our marriage, which is what we did. And that made all the difference mm. for sure. And then um, also five love languages. I know that most everybody has heard of the book by Gary Chapman, the five love languages. Um, and you know, it's an old, much older book. Gosh, I don't even know how long it's been around. Um, but that was a, in a study with our small group at church. And it really spoke to us mm. because we, we weren't speaking each other's love languages. My love language is um, acts of service. Richard's love language is words of affirmation. Richard's last love language is acts of service. And my last love language <laughs> is words of affirmation. <laughs> so, you know, he would tell me all the time, sweetheart, you know, you're, you're so great and you're so beautiful. And you know, all these words, words, words. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Take out the trash. Take out the trash. Fold the towels. And he's thinking he's loving me by being so generous with his words and compliments, which are nice, but that didn't speak my love language. Right. As soon as he would... That truly take out the trash, fold the laundry without being asked or the dishes or whatever. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're sexy. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Right. And then yeah. the same goes for, for Richard. I would, you know, fold his underwear just right and put it in the drawer just right for him. Or I would do all these things for him. Um, but I wouldn't tell him that I thought he was a good man or a good husband. And that's what he was craving from me as mm -hmm. his wife. So as we went through the five love languages and, and, and we learned this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I need to start speaking these things to him. Well, they would get caught in my throat yeah. <laughs> because it was just so hard for me to, to do that. And I didn't understand how me saying, you know, how wonderful and complimenting him on him would be, would, would just change him. I would see his shoulders go back and he just felt like I can just conquer the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he would take out the trash and I'm like, baby, you're, you're hot. That's super sexy the way you yeah. take the trash out. But just doing those, that communicating in that way and, you know, kind of the silliness of the love language kind of a thing. Yeah. That, um, you know, kind of um, spilled in over to our, our business communication mm -hmm. in that now I was more open when she needed, because she's the more practical side of our business. I'm, I'm the dreamer, the visionary um, squirrel. You know, I can get along <laughs> kind of a thing where she's like, we got to get this, 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 this. That drives me crazy. But when she started, and, and so that was part of our problem in the early days is we weren't communicating well, you know, as far as our relationship. Um, and so, and that, and that spilled over into our business. And so we were really beating each other up. Mm -hmm. um, but now when we started communicating in the ways that were more effective within our relationship, then we were open. I was, you know, I, I was open for her to come at me, you know, and we got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this and get, you know, list of things. <laughs> and then she was more comfortable when I would all of a sudden go off on a tangent on something. You know, she, she had more grace for me. You guys were you filling know? each other's cup. So yes. have you guys yes. read um, the seven principles of marriage? Or, it's uh, mm. John Gottman, I think. Seven no, heard, yeah, I heard it. No, but I haven't, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's really good. Oh. Just like the five love languages. But he talks about how there's this positive mm. or negative bias in relationships, right? And when you are meeting each other's love languages and you're kind of depositing into the emotional mm. bank account, there is more of a positive bias. So there's more space to deal with the things that we don't like or get through challenges and stuff. But when you're That's busy good. with business and kids and household and all that, and you're not putting into the a deposit into your partner's account, a small thing could happen and it's blown out of complete proportion because you're in such a deficit. Um, mm -hmm. energetically and emotionally for one another 
Absolutely. Oh, definitely. That, that's a where, great point, MJ. Where the, the toilet paper being, you know, on the either over or under, whichever right. you don't like, just then throws you over the deep end, right? Yeah, you start, you start fighting over stuff you don't even know what you're fighting right. about. Yeah. You know, and, and MJ, you, you talked about, um, you know, how do you, as being busy, you know, what, what do you do to you know, come off that? Mm-hmm. And I guess all that we, we can really say after, you know, 30 years of marriage and, and 28 plus years of business and, and have raised the kids. Our kids are up out of the house now. Um, and looking back out of all that, it all doesn't matter. If I could say, if we could kind of speak to you know, the younger couples young folks. that are working hard to, to create their, their empires, you know, which is always cool, you know, and it's going to be fun. And there's all this, you know, work that's coming at you and you got to get this done and got this, get this done. It don't all got to get done. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost just kind of, it's and so you got to be intentional again, just taking the days off. It's we get to the point, point where we'll just take a you know, w- you know, take a Wednesday off, mm-hmm. you know, things are blowing up or whatever. Let's just go do, mm-hmm. let's go boating, <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, we, we learned to do that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. We went back, you know, even when our kids were, you know, when we kids were younger, we would just take off and go to a movie, mm-hmm. just us. That that it's doing those doing those kinds of things because the business that's the thing the business and and all the, um, the, the you know the sports teams that the kids are on and all this stuff it will just consume you will it will just suck you dry mm-hmm. and you just got to just say no we're going to go over here and play yeah I love that. it all be there tomorrow yeah and I, in fact yeah. I had this conversation with my husband this morning he was saying I feel like we're not getting work done we're not getting work done and this morning I had to sit him down and say baby, that's intentional because, so, you know, you asked me before our conversation here, how things going. And I said, I'm going deep, not wide this year. That's the focus. Mm-hmm. And it's not just deep on the business, but it's deep on family. It's deep on this relationship with my husband. I told mm-hmm. him I've been such a workhorse that I don't feel like we're going deep together. And so mm-hmm. there is going to be more time to relax, to play, to have fun, play. and just as important as getting the other stuff done too. Absolutely. You know, and, and Richard mentioned that we, we are empty nesters now. Our last our last um, child is a uh, senior at college. Um, so we've been empty nesters now for a few years. Best thing ever. Really? But, <laughs> yes. It's the best thing ever. We love our children. We'll kill for our children, all the things. Oh, yeah. But it's the best thing ever. And one of the reasons it is, is because we worked at it when our kids were little. Right. It didn't get to the point where our last daughter, you know, we drop off at school and then we look at each other and go, all right, now who are you again? And what did I like about you? And yeah. all the things, right? we had cultivated all this time. So, you know, MJ, you've, you've got young kids. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to prepare for empty nesting because it's around the corner. I mean, it, our daughter was, you know, three, it seems like yesterday, yesterday. right? Yeah. Um, now is the time to prepare for the empty nesting because the kids will leave. They're supposed to, yeah. the kids will leave. And then it's just you and your, and your husband, it's, it's you two together. Um, and you don't want to look at each other and, and, try to remember or try, try to um, capture some spark at that point. I saw some um, book the other day that someone wrote about empty nesting and it's, and the cover was now that, now that the kids are gone, um, now's the time to work on your relationship or something to that effect. I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's, that's the worst advice ever. The time to work on the relationship is when your kids are, are little. Yes, you're busy. Couplepreneurs, we get it. We know that you're, you're busy, that there's so much on your plate. But back to the word intentionality, you must be intentional because if not, 
you, your three-year-old that you've got right now will be 18. You're dropping her off at college. Um, and you look back and go, wow, what, what did we, what did we do with each other at all? Um, and it happens all the time. People where their last child, you know, leaves the nest, whether it's college or whatever it might be, end up getting divorced because they don't even know each other anymore. It's true. And that happens a lot. It, sadly, it does. Yeah. So working on it right now. Now's the time. Date night. That's why date night's so important. Even when, you know, if you've got a brand new baby, yes, you're not going to leave your the, one the week old. Right. But yeah, but by the time the, ch- the child's three months old, hopefully you've built some sort of network around you. You've got family or something that can at least come in for a couple hours yeah. so that you guys can go, especially mom needs it, right? And mom needs, especially at that age, what, what, after just having a baby, mom needs the husband to speak her love language more than ever. Um, but then as, as the kids get older, find some sort of babysitting co-op, get a, um, a group of three or four of their families and then swap babysitting um, once a week. That's what we did. Kids right. had a blast. You've got date night, you know, covered for, for three, three, um, three Fridays out of the month. Yeah. Um, right. But it's taking that time to be intentional about date night. Um, and it's that simple. It, it really it, is. It I know really sometimes is. people are wondering, what's the magic pill? Yeah. Gosh, there's not a magic pill. It's just being intentional about it. Just like you are with your business, just like you are with your children. You need to be intentional. And I don't want to, and I don't want the guys off the hook. You know, it's it really, it's, it's the guy's fault. I'm going to blame the guys. It's, it's content. We need to continue to pursue, to pursue our girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, as guys, we, we, we get the, you know, we go after, we get the beautiful girl. And it's like, check, okay, I got that. And now we're into, you know, our business and playing golf with the guys. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Don't hear me. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's too much of that. Mm-hmm. We got it. We need to pursue the most important relationship in our lives that is the foundation of everything else. And so outside of you know? date night, do you guys have like specific, like once, you know, once or twice a year, we go on vacation together or, you know, like you guys have rituals, I guess, so to speak? on an mm-hmm. annual basis? We would go, um, we, our, our goal was always to get away once a quarter, at least for three or four days. Um, if we weren't able to get a, away for that long, then we would at least go downtown. We're originally from Indiana. We live in Florida now, um, but we'd go downtown Indianapolis, which is a great place to, to visit. Um, you know, stay at a really nice hotel, get room service, all of that. Um, so we, we were um, committed to making sure every quarter we do something like that. And then every, every year, certainly going somewhere. Um, from a business standpoint, the other thing that we instituted, um, which helped tremendously was a weekly planning meeting. Um, because yes, you talk business all the time, right? You lay in bed, you tromp the light and you ask the you know, business question. Oh, I forgot to ask you this, honey, or whatever. Right. Those aren't meetings. Or worse yet, passing each other. Yeah. Pa- you know, well, yeah. Lobbying, you know, bombs <laughs> one another. You know? Or, you know, calling each other from the car because one's taking one kid somewhere and the other's taking another kid somewhere. Yeah. Right. Those are not meetings. Those aren't meetings right? Um, a planning meeting is, is a time to sit and really plan your business. Mm-hmm. It's also a time for if the, the visionary has some ideas or something that you want you know, to walk through. Or, or, you know, kind of spitball or, or whatever, that's the time that that person um, can do that, right? As opposed to, which happened at the beginning of our, of our marriage, I would have, you know, on the computer, you know, baby's on the, the pumpkin seat right next to me. I'm on the phone or whatever. Richard would come over, baby, baby, I've got this great idea. Baby, 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 I've got this great idea. And he'd like try to tell me his great new idea. And I'm like, are you kidding me? My hair's on fire here, right? So that 
cause a few arguments or the opposite would be first thing in the morning. Cause I'm very pragmatic. I have my two to do list. We'd wake up in the morning. He'd say, good morning, honey. I'm like, good morning. Okay. So today we need to blah, blah, blah. And then you've got to make sure that you blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> he called it me machine gunning him. He's like, stop. <laughs> so we instituted planning, a planning meeting once a week so that we could both bring those things. So when I have something, um, you know, that I need to tell him or something that needs to be done, I save those for the planning meeting. If he has an idea or something that he wants to run, by me that that's you know kind of a big picture he saves that for the planning meeting and then we both go to the planning meeting knowing what to expect that's the time that i can attend to um intently listen to him with his planning or with his you know big picture idea and that's the time that he can be ready for me to machine gun him and so do you guys typically have like overall arching goals and then like what richard you know wants to prioritize this year and what laura wants to prioritize this year like kind of work those couple things together exactly so we'll come you know we, we are individuals right and so there's that thing but you, you know the power is in being united in your vision and in, in your efforts mm -hmm. and so it is coming together having that time so you can bring those things together mm -hmm. you know what happens so often is that we just think we're, we're talking we're just kind of talking at one another and we're not united you know, in our vision and our efforts. Mm -hmm. So yes, being united in your vision is big. Knowing your why. Why do you have this business in the first place? What do you want for your family? What do you want for your marriage? You have to know that. If not, you're just going through the paces and you're just going through the motions every day and you collapse at the end of the day. And then a week goes by, a month goes by, a year, five years go by. Right. Yeah. So being, being um, intentional about what your why is and then both having the shared vision together. Yep. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I could speak to you guys on this forever. So we <laughs> have to have you come back. Oh, I love that. Oh, we Last love that question for you today is what do you wish you would have known at the beginning of this journey together? Wow. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I think That's I have it. Okay. Um, You've mentioned something there and I can't remember exactly what you said, but you know, as, as we got back together and we purposed that we were going to stay together, like we mentioned, we, we didn't want to, um, but we had to envision um, who we wanted to be, right? And keep our eye on that because at the time, like, we, truly we hated each other, but we had to really think about what do we, what do we want our lives to be? And then start acting like those people acting like people that are in love. So when we would go on a date, we'd hold hands. I didn't feel like holding his hand. I, I didn't want to because we had so many arguments and we've said so many hurtful things. Right. But I, but when, when we were dating and in love and you know, the beginning of our marriage, we went to the movies all the time. We held hands everywhere. We couldn't keep our hands off of each other. Right. So I, I wanted to get back to that person, but then I also knew I wanted us to be those people again. So. I don't know and so it's possible. Oh, Absolutely. We're telling you, so MJ, hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> we are telling you, MJ, if, if any, if our marriage can be saved, if our marriage can be saved by the grace of God, any marriage can be saved without a doubt. Right. Amazing. And the key is, you know, we say that, you know, you don't, we don't fall out of love, which we all say, you know, we fall out of love. That's the excuse. We don't fall out of our love, out of love because of our emotions. We fail out of love because of our actions. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important and you know, you know what our actions are. Mm -hmm. And so I, as the guys, you know, I really feel, you know, there's, I take the responsibility as a husband. I am, I am responsible for this relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was letting go of my, um, my little boy ways and manning up. I mean, I know it's not a popular thing to say, very PC to say, you know, now, but, but there is a thing of manning up 
and manning up in this relationship is taking responsibility um, for this relationship and being um, intentional about continuing to pursue my girlfriend. All right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it is that it's that simple. All right. She comes first. Mm -hmm. It goes both ways. Right. So yes. it's right. also taking responsibility and pursuing you as her boyfriend. That's Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yep. love, oh my gosh. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. one last exciting thing that I want to talk about, because I know, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I could do this all day. You have something really exciting coming up in yes. the next, in next week or so here coming up very soon. Tell us about it. I'm not sure. Gonna <laughs> uh, on January January 27th, um, yeah. 2023, um, it's called Couplepreneur Con, and it is a conference, an event, the premier growth event for couplepreneurs. Um, and it's, if we may say so ourselves. If we may say so ourselves. And it's being held in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so we've got tickets if you want to attend in Raleigh, but it's also virtual as well. Right. So anybody all over the world, free virtual tickets. You can grab free virtual tickets. And we've got speakers like Ed Milet, who's our um, keynote speaker. He's going to be virtual. He'll be speaking virtually. All the other speakers can be Candy Valentino, Pete Wilson, Catherine Gordon, um, Justin R. I'm never going to be able to pronounce his last name. Ross Burger, Burger, Burger. He's even told us until I'm just, he's like, like Rothling's chauffeur or something like that. Yeah, yes. yes. Do you know him? I um, mean, I've heard of him. I've heard of okay. people. They're just all yeah. powerhouses. Okay. Amazing. I'm amazing. so excited for this lineup. It's amazing. Yes. And they'll, they're going to be talking on different pillars. We're going to be talking about how to recapture the magic. We've got people that are going to be talking about um, wealth, building wealth as, as a couplepreneur of communication, um, of health. health, right? And not just working out, but really learning about your body and how to have your, your, your health and your fitness. Yeah. And then also someone's going to be talking about sex and intimacy. So I've got all the bases covered. Right. It's amazing. And I, you know, I will say from firsthand experience, when you are taking care of your relationship, there's like this weight lifted off of your chest. Like, like you said, mm. you're unstoppable together. Mm. And it's almost like the, the beautiful thing about business is the personal development that comes out of it and also the passion and the purpose and the contribution. But when you do that with one another, it's like another, just a whole nother level of personal growth. And the yes. magic that comes out of it is indescribable. Like, like you said, a lot of us are seeking that intimacy. I don't think a lot of people make it there, to be honest. But when exactly. you get even just a small glimpse of that, there's this re-energizing magic, for lack yes. of a better term. You're exactly right. That is the magic. Yep. Yeah. And it just comes with the intentionality mm -hmm. and a little bit of time mm -hmm. of being in the trenches together. Yes. I you know? love it. So. And I thank you guys so much for sharing your magic with us. It's um, it's such a beautiful power mm -hmm. in this world. And I'm so excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see you at CouplePreneurCon. I hope everybody else comes and joins and continues to follow you all because you're amazing people inside and out, both in business and in personal life. And so thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, MJ. Thank you, MJ. Absolutely. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.